Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this community, we talk about all things spiritual awakening, higher consciousness, and unlocking the path back to your soul. Welcome to the Collective. Hello, hello. Oh, this feels this feels kind of weird, in all honesty. It's been like a month since I have been behind the microphone because I think the last few episodes were like pretty decently pre-recorded um and I took a little a little summer break in all honesty it was I always do this where I end up taking vacations and taking breaks kind of last minute and impromptu because I'm very much not the kind of person who plans vacation and plans holiday and plans time off I kind of just realize that I need the time off and then I take it um so if you have missed the new episodes I'm sorry (laughs) um the best way to like keep up with all of these updates of course is on my Instagram so go ahead join our family over there but a lot has gone on in the last few weeks that I've been away. I took time off social media. I took time off newsletters. I took time off of work just in general, like completely. And, you know, part of that was because it's summertime and I wanted to have a vacation and see family and spend time by the pool with my family and my friends and not be in front of my laptop because I worked for three and a half months straight with Creating a Happy Human, my DIY life coaching course, which you can learn all about below. And if you use the code COSMIC, you save money at checkout. So that's an exclusive podcast discount for you. But after working for three and a half months, I was like, okay, if I have to stare at this computer for another minute, I'm going to lose my mind. So I ended up taking about two weeks total off and in that time I've had a lot of realizations and I'm just still navigating those so I really want to talk about those today and I want to cover the topic of how rest is productive. This is something that I learned years ago I think in like 2019 or the beginning of 2020 there's this quote that I really like and I I share it with a lot of my clients as well and I'll share it with you is she creates while she rests And if you know anything about how the energetic polarities work, I've talked about this in an episode, um, who are the divine masculine and feminine energies and how to balance them. I really recommend listening to that. But basically to receive your manifestations, you need to be in the feminine polarity and that is opening you up to receive and feminine is rest. It's intuition, it's passivity, it is, um, ideas and connection and channeling and emotions and flow and creating the course obviously I had to channel a lot but creating the course was definitely like a very masculine thing there was a lot of doing there was a lot of visionary energy there was a lot of presence required there was just a lot of action required right and it was such a beautiful time and really showed me a lot of what my masculine energy within is capable of and I really loved it and I'm creating another course now for um, later this year for manifestation so I'm really really excited so I really have needed this little break for July before I start filming this second course in August and it has really just reminded me how productive rest can be especially as a creative and someone who is showing up on social media and online I feel like sometimes burnout 
or a lack of ideas or a lack of inspiration occurs because it's kind of like the well has gone dry. Like the connection to your creative field has just been so used and obviously creating a course and getting everything done and promotion and marketing emails and newsletters and podcasts. It was like my creative flow was literally just like on a nonstop for almost four months. And this is not me complaining about that. I love that. But I also got to a point where I was like doing shorter episodes on the podcast because I was like, I don't even know like what to talk about. And it's not that I didn't have ideas. I have a whole repository of different, you know, episode ideas, but for some of them, they take so much energy and all of that energy was going into the course. And it was just like such an interesting time in all honesty in the most beautiful way. And it has taught me so much about myself and about my business and about how I want to show up and what I want to offer. But equally in that time period, you know, and if you haven't listened to the grief episode, I'll kind of recap for you, but I, I lost and listen, this is like where I've even had to make I've had to create these reframes in my mind because I am someone who connects honestly sometimes more deeply with animals than I do humans. I feel like there is just such an intuitive and mutual understanding between myself and animals. And I know a lot of people who are like that. Um, But Mystic was my cat in, in this life. But And I think this is the great thing about being a medium and just being so connected and also understanding my soul contracts and knowing whose soul is what to me. Um, You know, Mystic is not, Mystic has, Mystic's soul is not, he was not just a cat, you know, he, his soul is truly my best friend in so many ways. I have so many memories of us that go so far back, it's actually not even funny. And I'm going to keep those intimate and private because my relationship with him is just so, so special to me. And as you know, I like to keep my most special relationships very private, whether they're physical or non-physical. And he was here with me for a time in the physical. And how I've explained it in prior episodes is it's kind of like going on a very long trip. Your best friend says that they're going to meet you at a certain point. They meet you there and then, you know, at another checkpoint, they say, okay, like I need to go now. And you're like, but my trip's not over yet. You can't leave. And they're like, oh, well, I have to leave. And then I'll see you when your trip is done. And that is kind of the analogy that Mystic gave me to kind of explain to people, like, this is not just me losing a cat. And I don't expect everyone to understand that. You know, if you haven't had your soul animal or you've never had one of your guides incarnate physically for you, you're not going to understand this. And that's okay. And I think I've really had to make peace with how lonely that feels of people really not understanding this. And that is something that I have also been navigating throughout these last, honestly, these last few months, but really intensely the month of July because. When, right before Mystic passed is when I started really, really deeply creating a happy human and then he died. And, you know, I, I couldn't just pause. Oh my God, why is that train being so obnoxiously loud? I hope you guys can't hear that. I honestly, I'm so ready to be at the point in my career where we have a private studio for the podcast. That's like where I'm at it's manifesting. Let's co-create that together because it's better. It's a better experience for you guys too. But I couldn't just, he died and I couldn't just stop 
the, the course creation process, right? Like by that point, like all the deadlines were planned out, like everything was decided. And this is something that I was intuitively guided to do. This was my next step in business and offerings and services for you guys. It's something I've been wanting to do for since my business even started, like creating a course and creating courses has always been where I see like a big value in my teachings and my offerings for you. And so I started that process maybe I think like two weeks before he passed away and then he died. And I was like, well, I just got to keep working. And I think, and I know in all honesty that that was very divinely planned on his part and on my my team's part my spirit team because this is I'm really going to do this episode without crying that is my goal today to do this episode without crying I think they planned it that way because this loss is like destroying me and I don't know if there's like truth behind the defining, you know, behind the definition of destroy, but it feels like it's destroying me. It feels so different than anything I have ever experienced in this life. And I threw myself into work like I often do when I want a distraction but it was also like but I'm not actually distracting myself like I have deadlines and so throughout these last three and a half months I've had these moments these very big deep moments and if you saw my recent reel on Instagram last week I kind of shared some behind the scenes both of the clips at the end of that reel are huge moments of my grief and those came in waves the first wave was on May 11th. I literally did not feel anything. I think I was in shock for a, a good a good month just kind of pretending like he was here. I don't even know how to explain that because obviously like you're at home and you physically can tell that they're not here, but I also didn't spend a lot of time at home. Uh I work at such an incredible co-working cafe. It's a beautiful space. I love the people there getting to know, you know, other workers who are self-employed or who are just, you know, able to work out of a different space. They don't have to be at an office, getting to know them. And obviously I really love the staff. They're great. They're so friendly. They're so kind. Some of them are into astrology. So we have good little chats and, you know, it's, they're just, it's a good place with good people. And it, ever since I started going there, whenever I was finishing up the writing of my, my book, Sweet Daisies back in November, I just kind of knew that that was my place. And this is exactly where I'm meant to be and I love being there and I honestly just spent I think every single day there for three weeks um like even the day after Mystic died I slept two hours woke up didn't even do my makeup threw on a hat put on an outfit and I think I, I was at the cafe from like eight in the morning until eight that night and I kind of just kept doing that over and over and over again because I didn't want to be home because I didn't want to admit and acknowledge and that's the denial phase of grief and I kind of been working through that and then beginning of May I had this huge breakdown and that was you know it felt I felt okay after that I don't say okay but I felt lighter like I felt like I released it and I was like okay like surely that's the worst of it nope it wasn't um I've had a few really really big breakdowns since uh a couple a couple weeks ago 
on the weekend, it just hit me. And I think this whole slowing down period has also been for me to deal with my grief and to hold space and just take a bit of time out so that I can actually process my loss because these big breakdowns that I was having, it wasn't like processing. It was more like a purge. And I think now I'm very much like, it was kind of like purging the shock, purging the denial, like purging the shock is kind of how it, it makes sense to me. And ever since then, I feel like I have just been fully in grief and there are a lot of phases of grief and I've been doing a lot of research on them and trying to understand them and I brushed up on some reading the other night and I was like oh wow like I'm experiencing phases I didn't even realize I was experiencing like this is not just the depression phase this is absolutely the bargaining and the anger and I'm out of denial Um, and I think that is the hardest part I think especially after taking some some time off and leaving the city I went back to my hometown to see my parents and my best friend. It was her birthday and, you know, I'm sleeping at my parents and I I had this notion and I, I shared this in my Instagram stories, but I had a lot of notions when it came to grief and I really thought that I would go home and I would just feel better because I was around people and I wouldn't cry at night. And as much as I felt better throughout the day and I wasn't actively thinking about my loss and my grief or whatever has been going on inside of my mind because I was so busy with the kids and my family and being by the pool and being with my parents and just having a really good time. It was this sort of moment of acceptance for me when I went to bed and put my head on the pillow at night of crying and being like, oh, I can have these really incredible days and feel so happy and almost kind of forget about the devastation that is occurring in a certain area of my life and when I hit the pillow I'm still going to cry like it's still it the the hurt is not going to go away it might be somewhat masked throughout the day but it's not going to just go away like I have to feel my way through it and obviously I know this because this is what I teach and it's what the method that I bring my clients through or it's part of it and so obviously logically I know this but there is grief is just funny like that in the sense of you can know something like I can know that mystic's not gone. I can know that I can talk to him anytime I want, but it doesn't take away from the fact that physically and in my human mind, like this experience is unlike anything I've ever experienced and it is deeply painful and it it truly does not help being a medium because, you know, yes, I'm connected to the other side and yes, I love that I get to chat with him and I'm so connected to my guides and I get all of this insight and I love that. It's great. Yippee ki yay. But His cute little furry little body that I would cuddle up to every single night, his physical presence that made me feel so much less alone in the physical world. No, we're not crying during this episode. I have cried in too many episodes lately. Like we're just not doing it again. I can like see that like I can the tears are here. Uh Mm. he's not physically here. So it's a huge adjustment in my life that is happening. It's a huge adjustment emotionally. It's a huge adjustment to my routines. It's a huge adjustment to who comforts me because Mystic was my comfort. I would talk to Mystic about everything. And the thing is, is I knew he was one of my spirit guides in physical form. I had known that pretty well since I adopted him. Like I knew that. 
because I, I got the downloads and I saw what actually, how that actually occurred. And it was very, very cool. And I loved it so much. And I obviously loved him. So I would talk to him in, in, in the same way that I talk to his soul now. The fact that he was a cat was, a, a, like, it was of no difference to me. And if you're like a really big animal lover, you're very connected with animals or you've had your soul animal, you completely understand what I'm saying. And I'm thankful for that. And it's just how it was. And, you know, we would cuddle for hours on end. And that is a lot of time in my life that I now have to do something new with. And so I've been trying to do new things like paint and I've obviously continued reading, but that has also been hard because Mystic and I used to read together. We had a whole setup. He would come find me. He would lay on my legs like he was a little panther laying on a tree branch and I would sit there and I would read and every time I would laugh and giggle, he would look up at me being like, bitch, don't move your leg when you laugh. (laughs) And it was, so I've had to like completely readjust my reading routine so that it's not triggering my emotions. And it's weird things too, like, whenever there was a storm, we had a really, really bad thunderstorm in, in June and, or maybe it was the beginning of July. I think it was, yeah, it was July 1st. It was Canada day. We had a really big storm that night and the lightning and the thunder cracked so bad. I started crying because I used to have to hold mystic through thunderstorms because he didn't like them. He used to get really scared from them. My fire alarm going off last night when I made pizza, like those are things where I would have to go and comfort him for. And they're very triggering now. They bring up all of that grief because it's like, I don't have to comfort him because he's not fucking here. And my point with all of this is saying that this period of rest and this vacation that I took has been this time for me to really realize like I have not processed a big portion of my grief. And so now I am in it. I am no longer in denial. I am very much in this, I don't know, this, uh, whatever, whatever this is, it's an interesting phase because there are beautiful things happening in my life. There are things that I am working towards. There are, you know, really beautiful friendships and connections that I'm so happy to be a part of and, you know, work relationships that I'm so happy to be a part of. But I'm also, especially since I've gotten back home, I got back home on Monday night and it's Friday now, the Friday before you're hearing this. I feel so incredibly numb and I have gone through depression before. I was depressed for a very long time in this life and I almost lost my battle with depression a couple of times and the fact that I haven't left my bed in a couple of days is is freaking me out. I had clients on Wednesday and I was just in my bed in between clients, literally napping, like just numb, depressed, exhausted, sad, crying. Yesterday, I went to the gym and then I was like, oh, well, I'm close to the cafe. I'm going to go get some work done. I was talking to one of my really, really, really good friends and we were kind of talking about this season of grief I was in very impromptu and I had to step out and I just started sobbing outside of the cafe and I went inside and I have, I have work to do. Like the work doesn't stop. Like there is stuff to do. But I was just sitting there staring at my computer thinking like, I don't care about any of this right now. Like I don't care at all. Like I just, and and the thing is, is obviously I do care. I love the work that I do. I care about everyone that I am, you know, in the community and that I work with. Like there is no doubt about that, but grief is just, and depression is such an interesting biochemical reaction where I just, I couldn't care yesterday. Like I there was nothing in me that could get me to care. You could have 
fucking given me a check for $10 million and I would not have felt anything. Um, today I feel a little bit different. I feel maybe a little bit lighter. So I decided yesterday I was going to take an impromptu mental health day. I was staring at my computer trying to do the easiest thing, like answer and read emails. And I just couldn't, I was like literally looking at them. Like my thought was like, what is the point in all of this? Like we live and we die. And what is the point? And it was obviously very melancholic and it's kind of expected in this experience. So I decided to, you know, take my lunch, bring it home. I couldn't eat either. That's one thing that grief is kind of, grief is just triggering the shit out of me because I don't want to go through depression again. I'm very grateful for one of my, my, honestly, she's one of my best friends yesterday. She was saying this is not the same depression as before. And I literally had to screenshot that because I have to remember that that is so true. This is not like an imbalance in my brain. This is not something that is energetically wrong with me. I had my Huna practitioner saying the same thing too. She's like, she's like, you're, you're not in a space where something is wrong and you need to move out of this. She's like, you're in a healing. And I think that that is also super important, important to note is that grief is a healing. And that is kind of how I've had to really, really reframe And I just can't eat. I'm like very not hungry. I'm obviously eating because I'm training for a race in September. So I have to eat and run and be fueled. And that's like, that's a non-negotiable. And my body obviously needs food anyway, regardless of if I'm training for a race or not. But it's just been so interesting to slow down and kind of recognize like, wow, like, okay, like I'm not okay. And I am not someone who, and I've, even on the podcast, I typically would share things after I've gotten through them. And I think on some level, that's super important to be able to share the aftermath and the wisdom and insights, but I, I had to hide going through depression the last time. I I really did. It was years and years and years ago and I had to mask. And when I came out of it and I fully embodied who I am and what I do and how I show up in this world, I made a promise to my ego and my inner child that I would never mask again. And in these last few months, I have definitely been trying to mask and I'm not doing it anymore. And so when I came back to social media earlier this week, is this the same week? Yeah. My God, time feels so stretched, but I made this reel that was basically like what you see and what you don't see. And in the caption, I kind of aired it out for you guys of saying like, hey, I'm really good at hiding things from you. I'm really good at making it seem like I am very okay when I'm very not. And I'm very good at telling you what I've gone through after I've gone through it and the positive results that have come through. But I'm absolutely terrible at showing you the the in it. I'm very bad at showing the in it. And for me, that's a fear of not being enough. I'm afraid that if I show you what I am going through as I am going through it, one, there's vulnerability um, and there's some trauma with that that I have healed. And so there's just certain boundaries that I think are super important for me as an individual and as a professional. But I also think 
and know that there is a huge opportunity for connection and transparency and trust building in showing you what I am going through as I am going through it. And obviously I'm not going to take an Instagram story and show you when I'm crying. I feel like that's that's just not it. But showing you that, yeah, these moments are dark. These moments are hard. These moments I'm living right now. And although you might be seeing me smile, there are times for sure when underneath that smile is immense numbness and grief and despair right now. And there are some times that behind that smile is just absolutely pure bliss and joy, right? Like it really just depends I would say on the hour. It's not even on the day, it's on the hour. So far today, I am relatively okay. Uh, It's relative. It's, I am in a neutral positive energy, but so close to neutral that, you know, anything could change at any moment. And I think that this is something that my higher self and my guides have been trying to teach me throughout this life is to just flow through the emotions. And I have been struggling with this because I worked so hard to get out of my depression and to heal and go through my awakening and to be happy. And I truly am happy like 90 to 99% of the time. Like I really am. But I find there's always been this 1% of me that's deeply melancholic. Maybe it's my eighth house Mercury. Maybe it's my Scorpio placements. Maybe... It's my son, Pluto conjunction, or maybe it's just the fact that I'm human. Who fucking knows? It's probably a combination of all of that. But there is a part of me that kind of thrives in that melancholia kind of energy. It's where a lot of my art comes from. And I also love so much being happy. I'm a Sagittarius sun. Like my, I'm literally ruled by the planet of optimism and expansion and luck. And so having worked so hard to be happy and to feel happy and to live a life in which I am happy, it almost feels kind of like a disservice to not be happy. It feels wrong to not be happy, even though I have literally lost one of my best friends. And um, that's kind of how I've had to reframe and treat this grief situation of, okay, maybe to other people, I just lost a cat, but I know in the, in the base reality of it, the soul connection that he and I have, I literally just lost one of my best friends. And that has been a pivotal moment of acceptance for me of like, okay, then I do need to grieve and I get to grieve and I get to feel this way and I can still be happy. And in moments that I'm not happy, I don't have to work my way out of being happy work my way to being happy because this is not something that needs fixing. It's something that needs feeling. This is not about reframing from past trauma. This is not about, you know, deciding to feel differently. You're not meant to feel differently when you feel grief. You're meant to feel your grief and slowly but surely move your way through it. And I actually wrote this poem. Maybe I'll, I'll share it. I'll let you know if I share it. If I do, maybe I'll link it in the show notes once it's up. But I basically wrote this poem a couple of weeks ago of along the lines of actually I have it. Let me let me kind of give you the gist of it. Basically it's along the lines of I don't think we actually heal from our grief. I think that we just kind of grow around it. And okay, there are way too many of them. Yeah, I don't know where it is, but I I truly I, I wrote about that and I think I'm going to share that maybe soon. 
but I don't think that we ever actually heal from our grief. I think we grow around it. I think that we come to a point of accepting that we can that it can all exist at once. The happiness, the bliss, the expansion, the success, the love, the beauty can exist at the same time as a devastating loss. And I feel like that is just something that I am being called to embody and that this break and this vacation and this slowing down these last couple of weeks has really granted me in in terms of a perspective shift and that's kind of what I've been learning like what grief is and what grief isn't and it's you know calling me to pour more into myself than just pouring into others because one thing that I was really feeling throughout being on social media throughout my grief and not really being able to take the time off because I was in launch mode for a happy human was it really felt like living in a glass house and to me that's like living somewhere like living in a glass house is like living where everyone can see you and see what you're going through and have their opinions about it and see what you're going through but not need to acknowledge or they just get to watch, you know what I mean? Like it kind of, it's kind of like being in a circus almost too. Like it just, that's what it felt like. And the grief in me, the anger part of my grief was starting to feel very resentful for that. Cause it's like, I'm showing all of this, but like how many people watching this actually care? How many people watching this are just here to be, you know, there were just like a lot of things that were running through my mind and at the end of the day, our community on social media is incredible and I love you guys and you really are the best and I love I love that we're, we're all here together. But there were just these emotions and I really felt like I was going through this alone and everyone was just kind of watching me break and that felt very not good. Um, and taking some time away and just not needing to be on social media so much and just really not forcing myself to show up for people when I literally cannot show up for people has been liberating for me in the sense of like, okay, like I deserve to put myself first. And especially through a time like this, like I really can just give myself that, that space and that patience and that gentleness that I would give anyone else. And I am so beyond grateful because my clients are the most genuine kind, loving, and compassionate souls ever. I have gotten messages from all of them of like, take your time. There is no rush. Like, take your space. Like, it's good. Like, everything's okay here. And I cannot even begin to express my gratitude to each and every single one of you who I work with for giving me this time in this space because it is sometimes very challenging whenever there is so much going on internally to be someone's support and I obviously love what I do like I would not give up what I do for anything it is my pride and my joy you guys are literally my pride and my joy but it it has been especially hard these last few weeks as I've been slowing down and really just taking time to be in my heart and in my mind and in my grief and I just cannot express to you enough my gratitude for for being so patient and so gentle with me it is something that has has felt also very liberating. I think liberating is a very strong theme right now. And then also to everyone 
you know, in our Instagram community and even here on the podcast who has been so patient with me. And I was really scared to post that, that reel of like what you see and what you don't. I don't think I've ever showed you guys me crying. Like that is just so definitely goes very against my eighth house Mercury, like eighth house Mercury for like, what does she mean by that? Eighth house is like the hidden, the darkness, the repressed, the, the shit that you go through that no one knows about. Mercury is all about communication in the mind. So for me, that's where my whole concept of like, I'll talk to you about it once I'm already through it, because to talk to you about it when I'm going through it feels like exposing. It's also why you guys got sweet daisies, which is such a powerful and deep and dark work of poetry because that comes that you know that's that's credit to to my eighth house mercury for sure and just having gone through a lot of shit which has a lot to do with that too but um you know I'm 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 very apprehensive of showing you guys that and I was really scared and I was like all right well hopefully this goes well and it actually went so much better than I ever could have thought I got so many messages from all of you of like hey like I've gone through grief this is what helped me or hey I've gone through grief and honestly like it's still tough like x amount of years later but here's what helps and here's what maybe gets a little bit lighter or here's how you can move through it more easily some people just you know saying like hey like I see you and like this is really raw and vulnerable and I love you like those things were really big lifelines for me and it it, it felt really nice because I work so hard to create such a safe space for you guys in this community. And like I've mentioned before, like I have people who share things with me that they've never told a single other soul in their life. And I feel so, so much honor and privilege to be that person for you, for all of you. And to also see that all of you, I'm going to get emotional in like a good way now. <laughs> oh, but to see that all of you were also like, hey, like we've also got you. We also see you. We also are creating a safe space for you to show up and guide this community was so nurturing and so comforting and so reassuring for me as, you know, the person who created this business and who is here with all of you. So I can't thank you enough for that because it like took some of my fears away in all honesty it really helped prove to me that those fears are just fears and um yeah i can't thank you thank you enough for that so those are kinds of the the things that i wanted to talk about today is like the fear of not being enough because i'm human and i'm vulnerable and you know or showing vulnerability rather i should say you know i i i always felt like I need to come off as like this really strong person. And I, I know that showing what I'm going through doesn't make me any less strong, but I, I don't know. I've just, I've definitely been, you know, reworking some of these things in my mind as I'm giving myself this space to feel and I'm learning a lot and I'm excited because then I get to teach you everything that I'm learning. But one thing that I kind of want to leave you with is the fact that rest is productive. I felt so creatively you know, depleted before taking my vacation and like literally couldn't even think of a concept for like a newsletter topic. And, you know, now that I'm taking this time and I'm just kind of flowing with things and letting myself feel and clear things out and really just be and not produce and not act and not um, do, 
I'm, I'm really kind of figuring out, like I, I got like, this beautiful concept earlier today. It was very random. I have no idea if it's for a song or if it's for a book or if it's for a podcast. I have no idea what it's from or for, um, but it's beautiful. And I'm, it was nice because it's the first bit of creative inspiration that I've gotten in a little while. And I'm excited to see what more creativity comes from this I have not really written a lot of poetry oddly enough in in this time off I feel like this is really like a recharge kind of break for me and I'm excited to see what comes of it there is something that I also learned about manifesting generators in human design is like once we produce something we often get into that period of like feeling stuck because we're like okay but like what's next and really the advice that this person was saying, I forget who it was, it was like on Instagram or something or TikTok. She was saying that it's actually the time for you to just flow and then see what you want to respond to. So I'm kind of just in that phase. And I also know the power of the phrase she creates while she rests because so many times I have been producing, producing, producing and wanting to see more results and my higher self will tell me like okay like you've produced enough like just stop and like let it come to you now like you've put the energy out there you don't need to put any more energy out there you just need to let it return to you and to let it return to you you need to be in that flow and that feminine resting and that passive energy and I feel like that is what I am being called to enter now and why I'm in this phase because there are some really beautiful things that are are on their way and I don't know what that looks like or, you know, what I'm going to be responding to, but I'm excited about it. And I am also excited to see one day how I navigate out of this deep layer of grief and to see where that brings me as well. But I just wanted to kind of update you on that and remind you that you are entitled to rest. I don't care what you do for work. I don't care who you have to show up for. You are entitled to rest. And if you feel like you are undeserving of rest, that is a learned program and limiting belief that you need to heal and work through. And I say that as someone who has been actively over the last several years been healing and working through this as well. But I'm very excited to be back chatting with you and to be slowly in the flow of creating more content and goodness for you i have something really exciting coming for you guys at the end of the year i believe for the podcast i'm doing like a little mini series with a guest that has been on a couple of times and i think you guys are going to be really excited about it we're really excited about it and i plan on having other guests as well in the meantime if you have guests that you want to have on the podcast please send them my way or have them reach out to me i would love to chat with some of your favorite creators guides and you know cool people so yeah i'm excited for what's to come and if you're wanting to dive into work with me and you you know, you want my methodology, you want some help figuring out what this life is for you, what you can do to maximize your soul talents and your gifts, or you just want to completely reprogram your mind and become the happiest, healthiest, dreamiest version of you. I would really recommend looking at a happy human. I will link it below and you can save some money using the code COSMIC. It is such a life-changing program. There are students who are already working their ways through it and the comments that I'm getting and the feedback I'm getting about how much clarity they have and how much they're going through in a positive way and all these shifts and transformations has been so, 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 so beautiful to see and witness. 
And if you're not sure what service or course or program here at Mads Mess is right for you, just book a discovery call with me. We'll chat about it and we'll, we'll get you set up with uh, the right path of work and collaboration that will maximize your potential and your soul growth. So thank you for creating such a safe space for me to be vulnerable with you and for being so patient with me. I have different episode ideas that are coming up and I'm not sure which ones are going to come first, um, but I'm excited for you guys to hear them and to be back in the swing of things slowly, gently, but surely. And I hope that you have an incredible rest of your week. You got this. I love you.